The story of Israel and Palestine is one of war and conflict. The topic is controversial and emotional, and often there are media portrayals on the news painting very biased pictures. I wanted to find out the history and background of the conflict between Israel and Palestine and how it all began. It's hard to obtain a perspective that is neutral. As someone who has heard much about the conflict in the media, but has very little background knowledge, I wanted to find out more. I spoke to two experts in the field. Dr. Moriel Ram is from an Israeli background and currently works at SOAS University of London. Dr. Ram has worked as a research associate in Israel studies in institutions ranging from the Israel Institute of Technology to UCL and SOAS Universities of London. Dr. Leila Farzah comes from a Palestinian background. She has worked in institutions including the Universities of Cambridge and the Universities of Massachusetts in Boston, USA. She authored a book on the Palestinian labour migration to Israel and has won the Peace and Justice Award from the Cambridge Commission in Cambridge, Massachusetts. I'm Louisa Merza, and in this podcast series, I'll be speaking to experts to find out more about global issues that are happening right now. In this podcast, we will go through the lead up to the creation of Israel, the causes for the Israel-Palestine conflict, and the current situation in the region. Let's begin by defining what Zionism is and why there was the desire for a national state within Palestine by Jewish communities across the world. We can start the discussion somewhere in the middle of the 19th century where Jewish communities from Eastern Europe, the Middle East, North Africa, etc. started to look for solutions for the persecution they were experiencing in where they lived. And uh, one of the movements which emerged from that quest to find an answer to Jewish plight was Zionism. Zionism was inspired by nationalism and romantic ideas mostly propagated in Europe at the time. And the idea of Zionism was that the solution to Jewish plight should come in the form of a national homeland. This homeland should be in the biblical land of Israel, which at the time was also Palestine. The rise of nationalism in Europe was happening with Romanian, Italian and German populations. It was the spirit of the 19th century. People believed that they were united by a common language, history and destiny, and so they needed a common state. This was also the case for the Jewish community across the world. There were Jews living in Palestine before the Zionist movement arrived, but eventually most of the Jews living in Palestine started to identify themselves as Zionists. British assistance was key to the creation of the Israeli state in Palestine. Palestine was under the control of the Ottoman Empire. In 1917, Britain managed to occupy Palestine during the First World War. Britain was very supportive of the Zionist movement. In 1917, Lord Arthur Balfour, then the foreign minister of the British Empire, issued a declaration stating that the British government supports uh, the possibility of a national homeland for Jews in Palestine, not overall Palestine, but in Palestine. The Balfour Declaration came about in 1917. The British government was willing to put into place the Zionist desire to create a Jewish home in Palestine. This declaration is key because the superpower at the time was giving people living in Europe the right to create their 
own national home in Palestine, which was majority Arab and Palestinian. After that, when the British mandate came to be around 1920, the British government allowed the Zionist movement to develop its own institutions, its own education system, and basically allowing the Zionist movement to, to develop into a fully-fledged national movement. During the 1920s and the 1930s, the Palestinian community also started to, to become more solidified uh, in the sense of creating institutions and identity and eventually the Zionist movement and the Palestinian community came into a conflict through a series of clashes in 1921, 29 and so forth. In 1947, a year before Israel was created, only one third of the Palestinian population was Jewish and they owned 7% of the land. There were continual clashes between the Jewish and the Palestinian communities. The Palestinians objected against Jewish migration they said that they had nothing against the Jews and would have no objections against one state, an Arab state, which would include the Jewish community, but they were against a colonial state, which they believed the Zionist movement to be promoting. Britain tried to resolve the issue between Israel and Palestine by giving the file of Palestine to the United Nations. This UN Resolution 181 was the second key document alongside the Balfour Declaration. A commission of 11 judges from various countries went to Palestine to solve the crises. The majority of the judges believed that as Israelis and Palestine, Palestinians did not want to live together, a partition was the best solution. The Jewish state was to contain 53% of all Palestine, even though Jews were one third of the population, and 46% of Palestine would be for the Palestinians. Jerusalem would be an international city. This became the UN Resolution 181, and was accepted. The outcome of the UN resolution led to a war between Israel and Palestine. The major conflict came of course in 1948 when British decided to abandon the idea of a mandate as part of its decolonization process in the post-World War period and what happened was a civil war between the Jewish community and the Palestinian community not unlike what happened in India and Pakistan at the time. The result of that war was a decisive victory of the Zionist movement, which established the state of Israel, and a total collapse of Palestinian society. And the Zionist movement was able to get 78% of Palestine. Although the Zionist movement began a few decades earlier, the creation of Israel occurred in 1948. The turning points leading to this creation of Israel were the Balfour Declaration, the UN Resolution 181, as well as the Second World War and the Holocaust. The Jews had undergone one of the worst sufferings experienced by any community. And after the Holocaust and Nazi Germany, the Zionist movement believed that as anti-Semitism was endemic to the world, a new state was essential for the Jewish community. We will now go through what happened to the Palestinian community after the establishment of Israel in 1948 and whose control they were under. From about 9.2 million Palestinians living in Palestine, about 700,000 fled or were displaced, displaced, expelled by the Israeli forces. A small minority of Palestinians, about 90,000, remained under Israeli control and became citizens of the Israeli state. And the other groups of Palestinians who did not fled 
uh, came under control of the Kingdom of Jordan in the West Bank of the Jordan River and under Egyptian administration in the Gaza Strip. Conflicts along the borders emerged. There was infiltration of Palestinian refugees trying to return to their homes, and Israel continued to try to stop them. In 1967, there was another big escalation. Israel, Egypt, Jordan, and Syria started a war which culminated in another decisive Israeli victory, which also was followed by a full occupation of the, Jordan, of the West Bank, of the Gaza Strip, of the Sinai Desert and the Syrian Golan Heights. From 1967, Israel is the, in de facto control over all of the territory between the Jordan River and the Mediterranean, which meant basically that it also governed the life of all of the Palestinians living there. Palestinians who live uh, inside Israel's recognized borders, inside its 1948 recognized borders, have full citizenship, yet are discriminated through different laws, but they are, have full citizenship. However, Palestinians living in the West Bank and in the Gaza Strip do not have any kind of Israeli citizenship. They are residents devoid of most basic political rights. The Gaza Strip is 40 kilometers long and 7 kilometers wide, and around 2 million people live here. It's been said to be one of the most densely populated regions in the world. Palestinians living in East Jerusalem have a bit more levy because they have what is called a municipal citizenship, they have municipal residency rights and potentially theoretically have the option of gaining Israeli citizenship. In all this war and conflict, the rights of many of the indigenous people of Palestine were lost. There were however uprisings which led to the formation of the PLO which is the Palestinian Liberation Organization. The creation of the PLO was said to be a way for the Palestinians to have their voices heard. The leader of the PLO at the time was said to have urged international recognition of the fact that the Palestinians were not refugees in need of humanitarian support, but people who had rights to live in Palestine. The Palestinian community living in the West Bank and the Gaza Strip lived under the occupation. After 20 years in 1987, organized a popular uprising called the Intifada, which eventually led to uh, peace accords, which were signed in 1993, which were called the Oslo Accords. They started through secret negotiations between the PLO, the representative of the Palestinians, and the Israeli government. The Oslo Peace Agreement was not about resolving the conflict, but managing it. It was to prepare for the final settlements. The discussion for the final settlements came about in 2000. Unfortunately, when the discussion came, what Israel offered Palestine was below what they could accept, and this led to an escalation of violence from both sides. The current situation in 2020 has been said to be as bad for the Palestinians as it was in 1948 when they were first expelled. There is a state of fragmentation in which the Palestinians live. Israel remains in full control of the West Bank. It disengaged from Gaza ostensibly, pulling out the settlement it, it constructed there, but still controlled Gaza through maritime and air and airspace blockade. It's still responsible on the resources, the airspace, the infrastructure, and the registry of the West Bank and basically all of the Palestinians living in Israel-Palestine today. In this podcast, we gave a brief outline of the lead-up to the creation of Israel, the conflicts that took place between Israel and Palestine, 
and the current situation in the region. I'd like to thank Dr. Ram for joining me in the podcast and Dr. Farzakh for sharing her expertise to create this podcast. Both my guests are experts in the field and their views are the result of the work they have done and the experiences that they have had. And not everyone may agree. It's purely a way to gain more insight into what has been happening in the Palestine and Israel region. Thank you for listening. If you wish to get in touch or give feedback, please contact me on LinkedIn or Instagram. I'll provide details in the summary. Thank you.